Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. Come to our chat room. We have that open. We got people in there uh, chatting it up about Pet Psychic Radio. Go to thepetpsychic.com for any information about Laura. Laura, are you there? Are you still laughing I'm, at me? I am here, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> starting the show early you know it's because i don't know if people could could hear that so we had a little technical difficulty at the beginning beginning so um <laughs> but uh it's thursday pets like Geek radio day i am so happy to be here how are you what are you up to today oh i'm doing great i am getting ready for the holistic expo in san diego Ooh. So all of you people in San Diego or close to San Diego, come and see me. I have a talk at the San, San Diego Convention Center uh, tomorrow. I have a talk at 3 p.m. in room 8. And uh, I'll be there all weekend. I'll have a booth. And so, how can you just go there fun. and buy tickets right there? Yeah. Yeah, oh, cool. and there's all these great speakers, too. A lot of Hay House people are there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really awesome. And Stormy's coming with me. Storm King. So Storm King has his own booth too. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Will he be signing autographs? He could. We should do that. We should get like little paw prints he could do. That would be awesome. Like all of our uh all of our pet psychic radio listeners who know Stormy can come down, get your uh get some get his autograph, you know. <laughs> that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be really, really cool. <laughs> what does Storm think of that? Stormy, honey. Storm. Storm. Stormy, honey, what do you think about doing, like, your autograph? You could do, like, paw prints at the expo? What do you think about that? In mud, he wants to know? No, honey, we'd probably do, like, some type of safe ink. What do you think about that? Sounds good, but who's going to want it? Honey, huh. all your fans. You got all these fans. You got a lot of fans, Storm King. He does. I mean, I'm always so amazed when I'm walking with Stormy that people will be like, oh, my gosh, is that Storm? I'm like, hey, what about me? You know? I'm like his voice. But they're like, no, I'm not really like that. But they're like, wow, Storm, we love your words of wisdom. Or, That's you know, we so love all cool. The that and you know he goes to this uh to Cretono to the the Theosophical Society mm-hmm. and uh, they all know him there they all know his like wisdom and stuff and they all like love him and he hasn't been there in a few weeks because we've been spending time in Santa Barbara and they've been asking about where is Stormy have you thought about working on um a book of words of wisdom with Storm King and perhaps no, you know Cretona can keep it at their library that would be awesome. And then he could do a book signing there. Yes, then he could do a book signing. Okay, I'm going to manage Storm King. That's it. That, that is hysterical. <laughs> God, we have to do that. How cute would that be, his little book signing? 
That would be awesome. Um, Let's get to phone calls. I know there's a lot of people in the queue today, a lot, a lot of calls. So let's pick one and see what's happening out there. So I'm just going to pick random today, and if I'm going to shout out your last four digits. So here we go. Um, 6987, you're on the air. And please tell us uh, who your animal is, what kind of animal, uh, are they dead or alive? And uh, let's stick to one theme or one question. And go ahead. Welcome to our show. 6987, hi. Um, My little dog, Skipper, he is a uh, cotton. Um, He was hit by a car Saturday. Oh. And um, it... I thought his leg was broken, and I ran him to the vet, and um, the vet even thought his leg was broke, but it wasn't. He just got skinned real bad, and there was just blood everywhere. Oh. But um, ever since I've had him home, he keeps peeing all over the house. Oh. So, okay, so tell me this about Skipper. He's a what, did you say? What is he called? A cotton. Cotton day to Lear, to Lear. I'm not sure how it's... I'm not sure what that is. What do they look like? Um, he looks like a lot like a Maltese. Um, oh, okay. Is he white? He's white with black spot uh, on his side, oh. and his left eye is black. Okay. And how much does he weigh about? He's a small dog, right? Yes, he weighs about 11 pounds. Oh, cutie. And he got hit by a car. How scary for all of you. Got out of the house. We had company here, and they let him out accidentally, and the next thing I know, he's, I hear a squeal, and it's my little dog, and I went running and screaming. And He, um, says, he says the people ran him over because they weren't looking. Well, really? I was right there standing, and they weren't looking. Well, Skip, oh. honey, you shouldn't really be in the driveway. Um, well, I'm we don't have a driveway. Yeah, but busy neighborhood that. Um, oh, so it was the neighborhood because then he was standing just in the middle of the street. Probably crossing the street. Oh, I was no, I was, I was just standing there. He says, "Oh, well, honey, you're not supposed to stand in the middle of the street, sweetie." He they he, they stopped right away. He said. He what? He said they stopped right away. They did, and then they took off. They took off after they saw I was moving. Okay. Okay. And he says, the reason why I'm, wait, hold on. The reason why I'm peeing in the house is, first of all, it hurts to step on it. I can't lift my leg, and I just feel a little funny all over the place. Is he on painkiller? No, he just gave me antibiotics. Oh, maybe he's just, maybe it's, let me see. Yeah, it really hurts bad. Oh, no. It's not easy to move, and it's my hip, too. Is it? My hip is really sore. You got to tell mom not to touch it so much. It hurts when she touches it. Okay. No wonder he moved away from me a little bit ago. I was rubbing his hip. And I need mushy gravy food. The real kind. The real kind. 
The kind okay. that you have on, the kind that you like, have on a holiday. <laughs> I think it's turkey or something. Gravy. He likes the canned holistic food with the gravy and the I think he wants real food though, because he said the kind you have on a holiday, unless you give him canned food on a holiday. No. Okay. And is he happy living with me? He says he kind of maybe even wants a T-shirt on because it makes him feel snug. Oh, okay. Do you do that sometimes with him? Yeah, I put a... Well, I live in Illinois, so I put a shirt on him in the wintertime. Yeah, he wants a shirt to make him feel comfortable. I think he's in pain because he's getting, like, the chills and his legs hurt and... Okay. Yeah, I got cool here all of a sudden. So what should I tell him about peeing outside, that he should go outside no matter what, or... You'll take him outside periodically? What do you want me to tell him? He he never lets me know when he has to go. I've had a problem with him for the last two and a half years since I got him, but it's gotten really bad since he got hit. Okay, so that he has to go. Well, he can't. It sounds like it's hard for him to walk on it so much, so he can't go to you and then go to the door. Carry him outside. So, okay. And sit him down, and he can go, and I'll carry him back in. But he's got to let me know when he has to go. I'll look at her and tell her. I'll look at her and tell her. Okay. Walk a little to the door. So you got to watch that because sometimes when they come up to you and they tell you, a lot of times people think that they are just saying hi. So watch when he comes up to you and then walks away a little bit. Well, when he won't go out. He acts like he's afraid. Well, it hurts. Okay. Okay. I'm afraid. I want my mom to go out with me. Well, I'm going out with him, but regardless, he's always he goes out on leash. That was he said, that that day. dangerous out there. He should have thought that before he went out and got hit by a car. Yeah. Yeah. Little bugger. <laughs> honey, you stay out of the street now, honey. You're lucky you're alive. But is he happy There's living a- with me? Because I got him when he was two years old. Of course I am, he says. Of course I am. Does he know I love him? Yeah, of course I know you love me, Mom. You tell me all the time. (laughs) I do. (laughs) And the way you kiss me, I know it. Okay. Great. (laughs) Thanks for calling in. Thanks. Oh, that's so sweet. I know that's like one of the most uh, common questions you said, right? Where people ask if their animals know they love them or not. All the time I get that question. All the time. They do. <laughs> you tell them often, they know. Right. It's very rare that they don't know. And I also hear all the time, do they love me? You know, like, does my animal love me? And I always think that's such a unique question because it's like, you would think that people would be able to tell if their animal loves them. But actually there are sort of certain breeds like German Shepherds or sometimes they can be just like a little bit indifferent. And mm-hmm. so they don't cuddle with you. It doesn't mean they don't love you. They're just not that cuddling type. Right, right. Right, right. Well, we've got our next caller, uh, Barbara from Ventura. Tell us about your animal. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi there. First of, all, I know, first of all, I know my dog loves me, and I know I adore her. <laughs> but I talked to you almost a year ago, and I came and saw you at Aloha Grooming with Roxy. She's a little chawini that was a street urchin with her little sisters, and she had a lot of fear-based aggression, snapping, snarling, not at me, but at everyone else who came around. 
Oh, okay. I'm happy, I'm happy to say that 15 months later, she's 90%, well, 80% there. Like, she's oh, good. fine with people out in public. She shakes hands. I taught her to shake hands with people, so she'd touch them and get treats. And she's a whole new dog. She's not, like, a happy, healthy dog that's been raised with humans, but she's not mm-hmm. snapping and snarling at anyone. Oh, um, good. But that Great. being said, I need to figure out how to take her to the next level, and in my house, she's um, she was the one that was really she's very aggressive at first with my son when he comes to stay, and he's a very tall, long-haired, handsome guy, but still, you know, big presence in my yeah. little place. And I don't know if it's jealousy, I don't know if it's fear. She's at the point where she no longer snaps and smiles at him. She'll run up to him wagging when he's offering her food. If I'm sitting next to her, she'll fall asleep on him, let him pet her. But the minute I move, she jumps. And if he walks towards her when I'm not around, she's running away, whimpering and growling. She'll growl at him still. And I don't understand why she's so afraid, because for 15 months, he's done nothing but been great with her. (laughs) It's purely body language. Purely body language. So um, what what needs to happen is that your son needs to change his body language when he walks towards her. So um, what happens is when you, when somebody, if you've noticed when dogs greet each other or any animal really greets each other, they greet nose to nose, nose to ear, and then nose to rear. And mostly people see just the nose to rear. That's their handshake, okay? It's very, very unnatural for animals to greet each other square on to each other, eye to eye. And what happens is, When people, especially big people, walk to fearful animals, the animals will run away or turn away or um, shy away because, because it's scary because the person is coming with their shoulders to them. And then also what happens is that the people try and be try to be friendly to the animals and they try to bend down lower to get to the animals. to get closer to the animal, so they'll bend with their torso. Now, if you've ever seen in, in animal language, dominance is very often shown with throwing a chin up up on the other one's shoulder or a pop on the other one's shoulder. So actually right. being over an animal, they don't want to go underneath you. That's like a very intimidating place for them to be. And so very well, often people are trying to get their animals to come to them they'll bend with their torso the other thing is eye contact so if he's looking at her right saying it's okay come to me it's okay sweetheart but he's looking at her right in the eye that's also going to send her farther away so what you can tell him to do is to bring his shoulder like walk to her towards his with his side to her and keep his his gaze soft, like so. Look at her, and then look at her chest, or look at her in the eye, and then look at the chest, but not hold, not hold eye contact. And if he's going to bend down, bend with his knees, not with his torso. And it's so important, and you'd be surprised that so much of it is body language. But what I need to tell her is that body language is different for humans than it is for animals. So what she thinks he's saying, he's not saying. Well, I I know that as far as, like, when I am out in public and I tell people, you know, if you turn sideways. And she's fine in public now. People bend straight over her and shake her hand, and she's fine with it. 
him. It's somehow him. I met, she's known him for 15 months. I mean, it, he's done nothing but give her treat after treat after treat, pat her. She'll, we were in the car, and she got in his lap, and, you know, he pulled her in his, her in his lap and was petting her. But as soon as we get in the house and he bends over, no, her, she's she, freaking No, he keeps out. saying he's fast. He comes at me too fast. Well, but if we're in the kitchen and they're standing and he takes one step, she's growling yeah, and running away. He's like wind coming at me. He's like wind coming at me. And sometimes he reaches for me fast. And it scares me. And when he steps, his foot moves fast. When he what? Like, his, when he steps, his foot moves fast. I don't like fast. I need him to go slow. And sometimes he's really smelly. Does he wear like a cologne or something? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Well, I mean, no, not really. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, I mean, it might be just something like a hair product or deodorant or something that has a strong odor. I thought it was more like a cologne or something, but it could be like a deodorant or a hair product that is just a really strong smell. And with any of these dogs that had rough flats beforehand, it could be anything that puts them back into a post-traumatic stress. So it could just be a flash of a movement that would make her react um, or a smell can make them react. And so he just needs to know that when he does step towards her, he has to go really, really slow. Because she forgets it's him. It's not like she knows it's him at that moment. She goes back into another place. So typically, yeah. how many years does it take for a dog to know who this is? And Well, it's not really about that. It's all about making their – well, it's different for every animal, of course. And for it's different for the people that are working with the animals. So – if he doesn't work with his body language at all, she may never get it. But if he works with her body language, you know, and he's really patient with her and knows that it's not it's not to take it personally. So many people take this personally. It's not personal. What happens is anything that happens to them up into a, a year of their life is imprinted. So they'll always have, like, a reaction. So, for instance, my wolf hybrid when she was alive, the first year and a half of her life, she was beaten with a broom. When she would see, a, when I first got her, when she would see a broom, she would run away from it and then submissively urinate. She was so scared of the broom. When she was 15 years old, every single time she walked by a broom, she would double take it. So it's like it's a matter of how can we make her reaction less and less and less until she's more comfortable. So what we also need to tell her is that when she has that feeling where she needs to retreat, right? where she wants to retreat, she has to think to herself, okay, I, and I'm sending this to her too, okay, I'm feeling nervous, my body's getting stiff, I want to run, my eyes are getting big, I need to blink my eyes, lick and yawn and calm myself. It's much harder to do if whatever she's scared at is still approaching her. If she starts to retreat and he notices and he stops and adverts his gaze, she's going to get it faster. So I just wish she knew what a sweetheart he was. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. It has nothing to do with that. It just has purely to do with with reactions to movement and smell. Absolutely nothing to do with who he is. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, it's important for him to know that. It's really important for him to know that that it's not personal. 
I'll ask her what she thinks of him. Hold on. I think he's really nice. And he's a really good conversationalist. He gives my mom some good ideas. He's very clever. And he's got a really nice spirit. I'm not scared of him. I'm scared of his movements. Very important for you to realize. Yeah. And for him to know. So let us know what happens if it gets any okay. better. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Barbara. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's like a lot of times people are like, they. I feel like people just want me to tell them, like, tell tell the animal that he's fine, you know, but mm. if, if animals had a rough past, I mean, sometimes they do, they can switch. I don't ever want to take that away, that an animal cannot just all of a sudden get it because I've seen them just all of a sudden just get it. But yeah. so much can be imprinted and just a reaction. It's just oh, everybody yeah. needs to work with them. And and also, I mean, of course, I am, like, really strong in telepathy, of course, of what I do, and it's so important about what you think around them and everything. But we have to remember animals' number one form of communication is body language. That's their number one form of communication. That is where they're always going to reset to. So you really have to be careful of your body language around them. Right. And it's just like I'm in humans, if you, you know, it's PTSD. If you have PTSD, you don't, you know, you have to approach things differently and learn that, you know, they have to get used to it and go through like a therapeutic period. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. 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 But that dog will definitely come around. I mean, she's yeah. already come around. She's not biting people. That's great. Some pe- some dogs go their whole lives and, and aren't, can't get that far. So that's amazing. Totally. Totally. Out of her. Uh, let's get to our next caller. We got um, Michelle. She has a Shih Tzu. Hi, Michelle. You're on the air. Hi. Hi. Um, so I have a three- or four-year-old Shih Tzu mix. Um, who I rescued about almost six months ago. Um, And it seems like he has separation anxiety, so I was just trying to figure out what I can do to help him and build his confidence because he's been having a lot of accidents in the house when he's alone. Um, Okay. What what else does he do? Does he destroy anything when he's alone? um, Not really. Oh, that's good. And does he when you come home has he been panting? Um, he gets like super excited. He gets super uh, maybe, excited. Like, but kind he's not, of like yeah, like sort of panting, I guess. Yeah, but he's not like all wet from panting. No. Or there, no. Oh, that's um, good. When so we he, tried to leave him in the crate he would get like that though. He would so get he, like that. hated the crate. Okay, and so where is he going to the bathroom when you're leaving him alone? Um, it's always near the balcony, or almost always near, like, the balcony door. By the balcony door. And can you leave the balcony door open, or is that dangerous? Um, it's dangerous, because he can, like, fall off of the balcony. Okay. So what he's trying to do, he's got to go to the bathroom, so what he's trying to do is trying to get outside somehow. So, um, so... I mean, it's in, like, that general area. Right. Not always, like, right in front, but near it. But it's that general area. And he's not, you You don't use a pee pad with him or a poo pad. Um, I tried. Um, and He didn't use it? I mean, it? we were just trying, like, he would sometimes, it was very inconsistent. So okay. 
I mean, sometimes okay. I'll even take him out and then leave him alone for, like, less than an hour and he'll have an accident. So I don't know if it's just stress-related or if it's, like, yeah, a physical probably. condition. Well, we can ask him. I was assuming it was stress-related, but let's ask him. And what's his name? Winston. Oh, that's cute. I had a cat named Winston. Okay. Um, let me get Winston. When I have to go to the bathroom in the house, I feel like I can't stop. And it does this weird thing, like it makes me feel safer. I just sort of feel like, okay, I can relax now. So is it poop or pee? Um, both. Both. Um, I'm going to tell him that he needs to pee and poo only outside. And that he needs to try really, really hard to hold it. And that um, that you so love him, right? And that you're so happy and you're always going to come home. And that we really want him to feel safe in the house and to feel confident in the house. And what does he need to do that? I kind of like those Kongs with peanut butter in it. Okay. And I also... I also like soothing music, but and I don't mind a little drumming. <laughs> so funny. He likes a little <laughs> drum. <laughs> Sounds like he likes music. <laughs> yeah. I really like music. What also would help me as a friend. I feel lonely when they're gone. I also would like a snuggle bed. And that's like a round bed with a comforter in it. I like really comfy. And I like to have socks or shoes around. But I like to be able to smell them. And I also like that one light up on top, sort of near the door on. Do you know what light he's talking about? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's probably at nighttime or something. Or... I'm really happy with my family. I think I'm really well taken care of. And I realize this is an issue. <laughs> And I'm trying to work on it, but it's really hard to hold it in. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> super. Well, Michelle, I hope that helps. Please uh, call us and let us know what happens. Okay. Sounds like such a character. Yes. Yeah. Michelle, what also helps him yeah. is if you could tell him how long you'll be gone. So, okay. um just like sort of picture the time in your mind or if it's going to be after dark or picture where the sun is like or the lighting what the lighting will look like in the room when you come home and tell him that's when you're going to be home and um just tell him he's going to be fine and to lick and yawn and blink his eyes and listen to the music you know, I'd leave music on for him and um and just tell him to really hold his pee and poop because you're going to be home shortly to let him out yeah yeah okay. and just 
reminding him and just tell him how proud you are. I'm so proud of you that you can do this. This is so great. Because mm-hmm. he wants to do it. He wants to get it. Okay. <laughs> you too it sounds like you must have had a, a friend he lived with before you oh yeah he probably had a bunch of other dogs yeah so it's like really weird for him to be alone I almost saw like this big stuffed animal he wants in there too so it feels like he has company even though it's a stuffed animal <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> okay thanks for calling in okay, thank you okay. Okay, bye. So, that's so cute I know a giant I like because, you know, so many of them say they don't like drumming music. It, like, makes yeah. them nervous. Mm-hmm. When he says, I like music in the house, I automatically go to, like, light classical because it's so, like, docile, you know? Right. But so I was thinking, like, classical in my head when he said that. And he's like, I don't mind a little drumming. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, no, I want something a little bit more rocking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um. I remember Ventura, my our old uh, Dalmatian that used to be here. He loved the New Age station. Oh, that's right. He liked the and New Age station on our dish, uh, on our Dish Network or whatever we had at the time. It's so funny, but he also liked your music. Remember, he would he would ask for you CDs of your music. Yes, yeah, he would do that. He would want to listen to my band. And he wore my band's T-shirt. It was cool. Um, oh, that's right. You wore your band's T-shirt when you would go. <laughs> so cool. Um, we have a very special guest, Maria from German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. Welcome to our show. Uh, Hi. It's so great to have you again. How are so you? I'm glad to be here. I'm great. Couldn't be better right now. Awesome. So tell us, um, how did German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County get started? Well, it was one of those stories, those one-by-one stories. We began as an adjunct to a larger group that had been around for a very long time, German Shepherd Rescue of Los Angeles, um, one of the pioneers in rescue. And we started simply by bringing one single dog to Orange County every single weekend. I personally would drive up to the Burbank Rescue uh, meet with the uh, the uh, founder there, choose a dog, bring it down to Orange County, take it into a highly desirable, pet-friendly environment, and market it all weekend long. And then if it didn't get its home, it, we would drive it back to Burbank. And mm-hmm. one by one by one, we grew into a small enterprise of our own and, and then eventually uh, became our own nonprofit organization. So now wow. we're proud to boast approximately 400 dogs a year placed annually. Wow. Amazing. And, uh, we have about 80, 85 dogs in our care right now, which is a lot of dogs, but um, mostly purebred German Shepherds, a couple of mixes that snuck into the safety raft, but we're happy to have them too. And what is, what is it about the German Shepherds that... that well, I'm a big dog lover anyway. I, I grew up with Labradors, frankly, and I actually have a Labrador in my pack as well. But um, Shepherds are really misunderstood dogs. They're very, very misunderstood. And there's a disproportionate number of them in the shelters because people make the wrong choices when they select a dog. Um, It's very discouraging to see these brilliant, noble, loyal, affectionate dogs just languishing in shelters because the wrong owner selected them in the first place. So I think they're a very misunderstood breed. I think they, you know, they're the breed that protects and serves us uh, as seeing eye dogs, as therapy dogs, as rescue dogs, 
And I think that we owe it to them to do everything in our power to get them out of uh, shelter situations or out of unfortunate home situations and place them better, you know, make a better match for them. Yeah, and, like, what kind of a home is good for a shepherd? You're saying some of them go to not well-matched homes. So what kind of homes are good for them? They should definitely be indoor family members. People are uh, mistaken to believe that dogs enjoy living apart from their families. They do not. They like to be close to their family unit. Um, They like your smells at night. They are healthier when they're indoors and less anxious. So a shepherd really is not an outdoor dog. Uh, They are pack animals. They want to be close to the action and and to their loved ones. So that would be step one. Um, Also, they really are a breed that needs a good pack leader. And what I mean by that is this is a breed that loves routine and leadership and stability. Um, I say it's almost like a military organization. They like to know who's in charge and what the expectations are. They don't like an environment where it's willy-nilly and, you know, they don't know what to expect next. They really like routine and structure. So if you're the kind of person that, you know, really can't provide that, probably not the right dog for you, probably not, because the shepherds are so smart, they will take it upon themselves to create some sort of an order and it might not be the order that you want for them so right um those would be two of the things i would look for yeah and do you adopt out of the southern california area or do you mostly just stay in that general vicinity um we do our best to do the greater los angeles southern california we do riverside san diego Orange County, Los Angeles, and some of Ventura. But our resources are rather limited, and, and so is our volunteer team. So um, we do our best to hook you up with another rescue closer to you or another rescue that has more resources. But primarily we're in the greater Southern California area. And uh, people can contact you at uh, gsroc.org. Is that correct? That's right. We have a great website. It's got the photos of the dogs. It's got their individual stories. Um, you know, some of our press uh, releases and, and things that are going on in the rescue, our events calendar. Uh, speaking of press, I'm proud to say that we're featured in the October issue of Dog Fancy magazine. So oh, that's wow. Yeah, very, very exciting. So we can share some of our stories across the country. So that's pretty fun. Awesome. And how can our listeners help? Or, you know, do you need volunteers? Or what kind of... Um help can we provide? Thanks for asking. We need everything we need. (laughs) (laughs) In the trenches, help is always great. If you're somewhere in the local Southern California area, we always need volunteers to walk the dogs, wash the dogs, uh, do fundraising. That's a huge, huge engine behind the whole rescue um, operation. We need people that are blogging about us. We need people that are Facebook friending us. We need uh, silent auction donations. Some cute ideas that I've seen, uh, we've had a small girl do a lemonade stand just for the dogs, and then her mother matched her her uh, earnings. That was really cute. We had a little boy who just turned 12, a special little boy. In lieu of his birthday gifts, he asked for items for the dogs. And it was Aww, wonderful. And his, a very, very sweet boy. And he was so proud. He presented all of his items to us at an event. And it was just a priceless moment. So we need big and small. Um, we have some Eagle Scouts who have made some fabulous beds for our dogs so that they don't have to be on the concrete. They're more like the hammock beds. 
So if you've got a talent and a drive and a desire and you love animals, we can always find something for you to, to help out with. And the best mm-hmm. way to, to sign up there is also through the website. There's a volunteer sign-up section there as well. Okay, great. And that, again, is www.gsroc.org for German Shepherd Rescue Orange County. And today we're going to be talking to Nickleby, right? Yes, we are. We're going to try and cool. see what he has to say. Yeah. So uh, I actually, I was just, um, okay, why don't you just tell us a little bit about him and first. Okay. Well, Nickleby came to us from a shelter. He had been injured, and all we had to go by is quite a bit like what you have, uh, a photo. And mm-hmm. um, we don't have the skills that you have, but we could see that he was in distress. He had wounds on his face, and he couldn't walk, and uh, the shelter, again, lack of resources, was not able to provide much medical care. This is a, a real shame because as you know, economies fail, then some of our public um public administration can't can't help out our animals. So he arrived with bite marks all over his body, bad bite marks, and a broken leg as well. Badly mm. broken leg. Uh broken up near the pelvis. So that's how we got him. We rushed him to our vet and uh you know, we want to talk to him about how did this happen? How is he feeling now? What kind of home is he looking for ideally and what can he tell us about his past? So I was just talking to him a little bit why why you guys were talking and um it was actually a little bit shocking what he said he he said that he went somewhere for training and that all the dogs turned on him oh my gosh and, and that they were attacking him and then he was just dumped people just dumped him oh no did he know where he went um it looks like I hate, I just hate to put it out there that pit bulls are bad, but it looks like there was a place where there were pit bulls. Mm. And, um, but there were lots of other dogs. It wasn't just pit bulls, but it looks like they were, it was like a pack that jumped him. And, um, and he says that his whole body is sore, but it feels like it's getting better and that his left hip is bothering him. Okay. And um okay. And that's that's the other hip, is that correct? Uh yes it is. Mhm. Yeah, so that's just probably from overcompensating. I would imagine or maybe even he might do well with an adjustment cuz maybe they they threw him around a lot. He might have gotten out somewhere. Mhm. Um and he said also that his shoulders and neck are sore. Poor guy. Okay. I know. Sweet pea. I know it. Well, did he have a home so before he? he... Bite, did he have bite wounds like dog bite wounds? Yeah, mm-hmm. he had dog bite wounds all over him. Oh, one ear was almost torn off. The other one had a pretty bad gash. Uh, do, does he know where he came from? Did he have a family, or was he a shop dog, or what happened? I did have a family. They were older kids, though. He said that he he's never really been around cats. He doesn't know how he'd be with cats. Okay. He said that um, that right now he feels like a little bit skittish, and he doesn't know how he'd be with little children. But I think that's more because of this, the still the stress of everything that has happened to him. Like it feels like his nerves are still calming down from wow. it. Wow. Okay. And and um, but he it looks like he did have older kids, like kids that teenagers. Okay. All right. And my family loved me. Oh dear. I don't know and how I was he doing, ended up. 
and I was doing things like counter surfing. How oh, dear. Hmm. How can they get away? Can't they can't get away with that? Can they? Like, like you send your dog away to training, and then the dog disappears. How would that happen? How would that? I don't know. I don't know unless he got that. injured and the family couldn't afford his care, which unfortunately we're seeing that more and more not in training. I don't think so because I think they're paying for training. So, you know, I, it doesn't look like, I don't know, it doesn't look like that to me. Okay. And what else can he tell us that he likes and doesn't like? I like balls and rings. It looks mm. like something that looks like a frisbee, but you can grab. It has a middle free. I like people who sit with me and rub me. Okay. My tail is a little sore. Oh my goodness! I don't like my nails done, but I like it when people talk to me patiently when they do it. Can he tell us what his name was? Does he know? I love everybody's kindness. Aww. Like bam. I can't really. It sounds like bam bam or something like that. God. <laughs> well, now he's Nickleby. Does he like that name? Yeah, I like Nickleby. I like Nick better, though. Okay. He is Nick. Okay. I like to be thought of as being strong. And Nickleby reminds me of those things that sting you. Okay. Like a bumblebee or something. Okay. You know what also I want to tell these people? I've never met so many kind people. Aw, what a sweet boy. That he went to the vet before, and I was really scared. Oh, dear. But I'm not scared when these vets see me. Isn't that nice? So nice. All these dogs that need a home, they're feeling loved. Isn't that sweet? And when I was on the street, I wasn't feeling loved. Poor guy. And when I was at training, I wasn't feeling loved. Well, he's very loved. You can reassure him. And we're looking for just the right home for him. And I think something happened to my cheek in the accident. Okay. My jaw feels strange. That can be, if if he needs an adjustment, it can be if his atlas is out. Sometimes they complain about their jaw not lining up right or them feeling numbness there. Okay. Or if they grabbed him there, maybe he just feels bruised. Poor thing. Okay, I'm taking copious notes here so we can get him looked at. Does he like to swim? Because swim therapy would be excellent for him if he likes water. I would be open to it. Okay. I'm open to anything. Aw, very sweet. So can he tell us what his ideal Um, home would be? I'm kind of shy, but I love to learn. I have a really strong confidence inside me, but I'm a little bit nervous at first. Do you see that with him? 
you know, I don't get to see him as much as I'd like to. He's in a foster home where he's very well cared for, but um, uh-huh. I have to see a very pleasant-natured dog. Yeah, he does. He seems any. really, really sweet. I don't know how he got himself into that trouble, why they went after him. I don't know. Probably too but how Scary. And he's not shot. He's not scared around the other dogs, huh? Because he seems no. yeah, okay. That's good. No. That's really good. What a sweet temperament. I know. I know. So yeah. what, what would he like to have for his ultimate home? I would like my home with the teenagers again. They used to sleep with me. Okay. But if they can't find me, I want a home just with someone who will love me and train me themselves. And he says, you know that whole thing about routine? He was listening to you earlier. Okay. He says he sort of agrees because it makes him smarter. If there's a routine, then I know what to expect. And that makes you smart. Because you feel like you get it. That's Aww, so cute. cute boy. <laughs> he's so sweet. Is he on? So he's on the uh, website as well, right? He's in our urgent needs section. He's not okay. quite ready for adoption yet, but um, we sure would love to find him that perfect home. He definitely would love to be uh, pampered and, and loved again and get a And so it, it looks like he's a tripod, right? So they he had to take tripod. off that leg. Yeah, he's a tripod. Well... But he's doing well. Yeah, he sounds like he's doing fine. He doesn't talk about a phantom limb or anything like that. He just still... And so how long has it been now? Um, I'm going to say a month now. A month. Well, because he's he still sore. Like, you know that feeling of when you get, like, punched by someone or you just feel bruised? Yeah. He sort of just feels bruised all over his body. That's still a long time to feel that. Poor boy. Poor boy. Uh, yeah, we he's definitely on pain meds right now, and he goes to see his doctor every two weeks for a recheck. But, you know, he's got to build up his muscles again, unfortunately, and learn to navigate as a tripod. But Yeah, oh, he'll do fine. Yeah, actually, tripods are really great dogs. They don't know that they're missing something. People uh, sometimes shy away from the dogs that are slightly handicapped and let me tell you, as an owner of many handicapped dogs, or I should say a guardian of many pet dogs, um, they they make up for it in so many other ways, and sometimes we anthropomorphize a little too much and think that they're suffering when truly they're not. They're very in the moment and enjoying every everything that they have, you know. I so agree with you. I've known a lot of them, and they, you wouldn't even know it. It's true. It's true. So we really hope we can find him a great home, and we have, as I mentioned, some 80 other dogs on our website that are all looking. I bet all of them would love to talk with you, Laura, but (laughs) they all have a lot to say. Maybe we could come down there sometime. Oh, we'd love it if you want to do a remote. We would love that. Boy, you'd have to drown out all the talk, but yeah, that'd be great. You'd have to say, okay, one at a time, one at a time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maria. Well, thank you. And you guys are doing such a great job. Thanks for helping our friends uh, get their messages through. And uh, we really, really appreciate all that you do. Thanks, Maria. You too. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye. That was uh, Maria Dales from German Shepherd Rescue, Orange County. Again, their website is www.gsroc.org. Go to the website, check it out, donate, volunteer. If you're in the Southern California area, please, please, please check them out. And if you're looking for a German Shepherd, you know where to go. I know. They are so wonderful. And you got to check out all those dogs on the website. My God, I just want every single one of them whenever I go on there. Yeah, weren't you thinking about getting uh Yes, a, I want a I need another shepherd someday. I just I'm not ready yet, but I it's like if when I do that's where I'm going. Yeah, right. I've always had a shepherd. This is the first time I haven't had a shepherd. Yeah, cuz Maya was kind of shepherd, right? She was shepherd wolf, and I actually yeah. got her from a shepherd rescue that these guys broke off from. So mm. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, we have some chatter going on in the chat room. Uh, we have a question. Uh, okay. Let's see. I have a question from, oh, it's gone, but oh, I think I wrote it down. I think it was from Rebecca. She has a black Belgian shepherd named Shira. If you're in there, please, Rebecca, I think it was you that asked me this. Um, she's one, she or he, I think it's a she, one year, seven months old, is jumping off the second floor of their barn, or neighbor's barn, <laughs> and um, where the cows are. And she's concerned because she doesn't want her doing that. It's dangerous. But for some reason, she's jumping off the second floor of the barn. <laughs> How is she getting up there? The neighbor's barn? Uh, yeah, so much- I don't I don't know. I don't I know how she's she getting up there. That's an interesting one. So, okay, yeah. so she- She's jumping off the second floor to go get the cows? No, not to get the cows. She's just getting up there and jumping off the second floor of the barn. But didn't you say something about cows? Oh, yeah, from the back side, she says. Um, the, but the cows are out there, and I don't know if she's just... Okay, so we have to tell her... I just know that there's her. cows. We have to tell... It's interesting that she's doing it more than once. You would think that the second floor should be... Yeah, she did it twice now. Apparently. Oh my god, you think she'd get hurt. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so let's tell her. And what okay, what's her name again? Last, uh Shira, I believe uh she said she posted her picture on one of your Facebook pages. It's a black Belgian shepherd named Shira. One year, oh. seven months old. Okay. And uh yes. I would say maybe what would you say? Don't go up to the second floor. Yeah, or not, like, or like well, stay I mean, on the stay the on the ground. Floor. Yeah, like like yeah, stay on the second floor and don't like it's dangerous to jump. Yeah, yeah. Like, jumping is really really. Because I'm um, trying to be really cautious about the negative. You know how you always say think in the positive, since say don't jump, then we're thinking yeah, oh right. jump. You stay on the second floor, or if you feel like jumping. Mm-hmm. Um. Stop yourself and just watch. Because okay. if you jump, because if you jump, you can tell them. And then it's important to tell them what happens if they do. If you jump, you could really hurt yourself. And then you picture them, like, slamming their head in the ground and rolling or breaking a leg or, you know, like, picture. And then also, like, feel that pain in your body of, like, what it would be like to jump. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Okay. I hear you, but I don't really hurt myself. Hmm. 
But exactly. you could hurt yourself because you could jump the wrong way, and you got to be hitting. You got to be hitting hard. Is what I'm telling yeah. you. She's got to be hitting hard. What else should I do? I don't get enough exercise. I'm really bored. Mom, please train me more. If you train me more, I'll be much better. I like to do the kind of training where you dance a little bit. And I also like to do that kind of training where you walk by your person's side and then you have to stay. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, Rebecca just says we're going to start agility next week. Oh, good. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect. That's awesome. So now um, maybe you could tell Shira that they're starting, she's starting agility yeah, next week. starting agility next week, and agility is when you jump over all the obstacles and you get to run through tunnels and jump through hoops and go on a teeter-totter. Perfect. It's going to be really awesome. That's so cool. So, Rebecca, oh, please, 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 please uh, tell us how she's doing in her um, in her agility class and how she if she stops jumping off the second floor. Yeah, and also for all of you that are posting pictures for the radio show, please post them on Pet Psychic Radio's page, Facebook page. I've got so many Facebook pages. That's the only one I look at during um, during our radio show. So, oh, Pet okay, Psych- yeah. That okay, makes yeah, that makes sense. And, I and like us, that we need more likes on our page. So please yes, go to our us. page. It's uh, Facebook uh, dot com Pet Psychic Radio. So like us on our page. You can post your pictures there. We try to do our best to get to you know a few pictures and people in the chat room and also take phone calls. It's one hour, so it's kind of hard. So I'm sorry to all the callers we could not get to today. Please call in. Um, chat with us next week. We'll be here at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But right now, it's a very important time because Uh-oh. because it is Words of Wisdom with who today? I think we should do Aloha because she was barking. I know. Aloha was barking. I was trying to like play it off like there's nothing going on here. No one can hear us. Yeah, we can hear but you. She, but you can hear us. <laughs> okay, let's get Aloha's words of wisdom. Words of wisdom from Aloha. Aloha is our rescued poodle mix. She is two years old. She recently got a haircut that looks fantastic. And uh, she is the best thing that ever happened to me. The words of wisdom that I need to tell everyone is concentrate. On what you're saying, not just to animals, but to people, too. And my dad, he says words over and over again in his head to make sure he gets it right. And that's what everyone should do before they say it. Now, Aloha's dad is a comedian. So he's practicing lines, I think. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. But that's actually true, right? You should think about what you're saying before you even mm-hmm. talk to humans. I think that's a good word of wisdom. That is a really good word of wisdom. You don't seem you don't seem excited about that, I. 
No, I am. I'm distracted because she's barking out the door and she should really be paying attention. Hearing words of wisdom. Yeah, do you hear that, Aloha? Can you multitask like a border collie? I can multitask because I'm Aloha. (laughs) And also I'm smart. When I when we say get away from our yard, it means don't pee on our yard. That's what is she talking about? I think she's is she barking another dog going by? I, I don't know. There's lots of you know animals walking by, hanging out in our front yard, coming in. I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff happening around here. I don't know what she's barking at right now. I don't know who's out there. She's saying to get away from the yard, whoever it is. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I there are animals that come into our yard from possum to skunks to uh, oh. other cats and I don't know. You know okay. what I wanted to do this time and I forgot to say it, so I have to remember. You have to remind me next time. But I was thinking about getting everybody involved, like everybody in the radio show, and mm-hmm. like helping them talk to the animals with me. So like, like for instance, like that caller of who had that son that was, you know, tall and scary, the little dog. Um, like we could all send it out to that little dog that um, that he's friendly and kind and that she can lick and on and blink her eyes. Because I think it would be kind of neat if they to get they could get everybody's feeling of it. You yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. That would be I mean I think a, a lot of I know a lot of the people in our chat room for sure um do kind of collectively send out messages together. Oh, it's so good. So I think yeah, we just needed also mention that on the air cuz I know a lot of them are very into um you know sending messages together, being supportive of each other. And so we have a great group of people in there. Our listeners are awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, right. And then, like, if you, even if, like, people in the chat room or something, they see something that's going on in the chat room, they can even do it, too, send it out for somebody else in there. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, that that would help the animals. Mm Mm-hmm. See, now I don't know what they're barking at. I don't know what's going on. There's obviously some animals outside. Did the, did the gardener show up too? Cause I no. A man out there, no? Oh, maybe. I'll check it out. But um, our show's running out of time. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, everyone. I'm, like, just dealing with my own household issues over here. Uh, thank you all for listening to our show. Come to thepetpsychic.com, thepetpsychic.com for all of Laura's information. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. She can talk to the